You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas Podcast, and we'll be right with you. Starting this episode. Oh boy. Dada. Gotta get in the groove. Ah, it's cracked my back. Gotta get in the groove. Let's move. <laughs> and groove. Boom, but a boom, but a boom, but a boom. There was a. Uh, to kind of explain that little move and groove. I used to go to the YMCA as a kid, like as a summer camp thing. Mm-hmm. And they had like a Ronald Mc. It was before, it was when they were still really pushing Ronald McDonald. You know the clown. Yeah. So we had. Um, I think it might have been because of the sick kids. I can't remember, but we had a Ronald McDonald show up. And one of the activities was he was showing us this dance he would do. So he was like, "You gotta move and groove," and you know he's you know he's juking and jiving and you know just really feeling the mood. Right. And each part of the dance is, you know, his different friends. So then he's like, oh, here's uh, here's uh, Grummer or Grimmer. I can't remember the the, the big, the big. I, I don't remember what the purple guy's name was. This was when I was fucking eight. So I know. I okay, so, <laughs> so he's like, oh, here's Grummer's bit. And it's like, boom, 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 Thank you. It's like, here's Grimace's part. And it's like, you got to move and groove. Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. And then he has, I think, a bird companion. And that his that companion's part of the dance is like, like, you know, moving around like a chicken. Yeah. So it's like, you got to move and groove. Boom bada boom bada boom bada boom. Boom bada boom bada boom bada boom. And it's just it's, it's nostalgic for me whenever I gotta bring that up. Because it's one of the few times that I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed my times at the Y. You know? Besides the song, of course. Cause uh, come on. It's classic. <coughs> young man, there's no need to go down. I said, young man. Young man. <laughs> when you're y- feeling M-C-A Y-M-C-A It's fun to stay at the Y-M-C-A Now aside from our uh, music taste hero What do you think we'll be doing today? So we are going over uh, What are we going over? YouTube recommendations? Today? Uh, uh-huh Yo, You can go Okay, <laughs> keep, keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, today we're going to be going over some YouTube channels that we ourselves have, you know, gotten gotten a list of and thought, you want to know what? This is a good channel to check out as a creator to not only get some references or maybe some advice or, you know, maybe push you in a direction you never thought you'd need, you know? Uh, we, Hero and I both chose, you know, three that we believe uh, would be good places to recommend, you know, good channels to recommend to check out that we ourselves have also seen videos of and think you want to want this individual 
should see more uh, love and more attention because the advice they're giving is invaluable, you know? So we thought, you want to know what? Here's some uh, decent channels that we don't know if you know about, or hey, you want to? You might find some stuff that you might enjoy. Find a new, uh, find a new daily watch. Oh yeah. So both of us uh, got a nice list. We got three of we. I think what we had like uh, I think like like ten, fifteen each by the time we finally finished this whole list. So Five, we just or yeah, we yeah. had like the, the on the list. There's like a ton of them, but we both. Yeah. I think we did. Did we do four or five each? I, be- I, uh, I believe we did. Here are the top three that both of us recommend. So you at least get six and then some honorable mentions that aren't necessarily full 100%. Check these guys out. But for sure, if you guys are already subscribed to these individuals or think, you know what? I like what I'm hearing, but I kind of want a little more Then these honorable mentions will also give you a nice little uh, nice little spice to your uh, nice meal that we're presenting. So at least 10, I believe, from the yeah total from us. So, Hero, uh, what's your first uh, person that you wanted to share and check out on your nice little list? uh, On my list, we have Anime Sujuki. Let me take a look at their YouTube channel to remind myself. Uh, Anime Sujuki... I think I have their name spelled wrong on the list here. The, the docket. Oh wow, really? Yeah, something like well, that. Boom! No. There we go. Now we could. Now we can fix it. Uh, we can fix no, it no, after. I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Anime Sujuku is a Japanese YouTube channel in which is run by a professional animator uh, in the industry, and mm-hmm. they give art lessons. Um, every video um, is dedicated to like a specific kind of like a problem that needs to be solved in the animation pipeline, which as you can mm-hmm. uh, imagine involves a significant amount of drawing, specifically drawing people. So this is how you deal with um, like references, how you deal with uh, dynamism and posing and um, how you do you know, like think making things feel uh, alive and in motion and just kind of more interesting. So it's like, it's both for both uh, like uh, illustration, but also animation um, and every other form of drawing that is available. It is anime-focused, but the lessons are, like, core to drawing in general. And then it, the videos are in Japanese, but there's a lot of, like, visual examples that go along with it that you can pretty much parse the details apart um, in kind of what they're talking about. Like, for example, I'm looking at a, a thumbnail here for um, drawing people in perspective using planes. Oh, I'm watching and, the one with the girl in chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching that one right now. And yeah, the guy is, uh, there's no subs or anything, but I, even, you know, as a, a novice such as myself, I could still kind of get the idea of what he's getting at, even if I don't, uh, I mean, I understand some Japanese myself, but I'm not very, uh, I, I wouldn't even say mine. Uh, what's the level? Like it goes from like level one to two to three to four, I believe it was for the scale. Yeah, level four, yeah. And not backwards. Um, I, I, I guess I could say I'm like a level zero. I'm not one, but I, can, I at least have a, an idea about what he's like saying, but. Uh, what I'm seeing right now is that no, there's no subs, but you can get what he's going like. This dude's literally drawing on screen and uh, to my understanding, he's explaining uh, the thought process and what's going on. But there's some good stuff checking out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's my first recommendation, because it's just like a core of the fundamentals. There's a lot of 
lot of really good information here. I really like the videos where he's correcting submissions from other people. Mm-hmm. So he'll get like submissions from them in the mail or in like uh, online somewhere. And uh, he will print them out on a piece of paper and then draw on top of them using animate correction tracing paper, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a yellow um, kind of paper that uh, a lot of like animation directors will work on um, because it's it's color coded. So, you know, like what part of the process it's for and stuff like that. So, right. Um, but it's yeah, it's a uh, real useful, real interesting. You can see like, oh, I like this drawing, but then he corrects it. And you're like, oh, I get why he corrected it. Like, it does look better that way. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll follow up on hero's recommendation with a recommendation of my uh, not recommendation of my own so uh hero's recommending uh what is it anime shinjuku yeah anime's uh Sujuku. okay uh i myself will be recommending uh proko so proko is a art teacher and a <laughs> Trying to think how to uh, really explain uh, Proko's YouTube channel, but he's a uh, very—he's one of the few. Uh, he was—he was one of the first few uh, art teachers that I first discovered when I was, you know, learning how to draw. A lot of his videos cover, you know, different uh, things that you might come across at first, like oh, uh, here there's like thirteen different types of lines, or how to block in the head or how to do confident lines. A lot of his videos uh, are very, like, you'll get, if you're on a budget for time, his average video is about eh, 10 to, like, 13 minutes with some of the uh, more in, like, not in-depth, but more expanded topics end up going around your 20-ish, 30-ish to long uh like study sessions to maybe like an hour let's say mm. and if you're more into like, this is to help co- like uh cover a lot of your bases a lot of it will be here's the introduction to this thing here are the five steps to gesture or here's how to fix your values here's what values even are you know there's a lot of videos that there's a lot of topics that i think he covers that'll help you be familiar with some of the art lingo that people say like, Oh, well what's value or what's shading, what's contrast, what's uh, gesture, what's uh, inking. Let's say I, I haven't had a chance to really go, you know, go really deep with his videos, but he has a wide range of stuff. And I think just the, just the backlog of different topics that he's covered will help you at least, you know, start your footing in. Not to throw some shade, but I'd rather watch Proko than go through Jawbox. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm looking at this this video of his uh, called The Best Way to Sketch People in Public, which looks really Mm -hmm. interesting because that's something that I've always wondered um, because they don't teach you that. They just tell you to do it with, like, art lessons and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, just go out and draw people, okay? But, like... What does that mean? How do you how do you do that? Um, you know, and like, what do you look for? That kind of thing. I even went to the zoo to draw animals and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, the animals are always moving, so I don't really understand what I'm supposed to be doing here. 
Right. Um, and I think over time, I kind of deciphered it to being like, oh, you use the movement to study how the animal is built, and that's what you're essentially drawing, is how the animal is built. And so you would ideally do the same thing for people. So I'm interested to see what he says in this video um, about drawing people in public. I don't want to disappoint anyone by saying like, uh, uh, let me say it this way. A lot of his videos, like let's say that that, that video I see uh, on the list right now on YouTube, that's only, you know, like you're a 10, 15 minute video. Whereas if you want more of it, you'll do, you will have to do a little bit more research into it, but he's a good starting ground. He's a good, let me dip my toes in and start understanding what this is. And that's what really drew me to him when I first started, you know, wanting to draw myself. That's why I figured I'd recommend this guy to you guys, because I'm a lot of my recommendations, I'll admit, are more on the uh, be, I guess, be more beginner friendly and more topic exploration. Whereas uh, so I'm looking at the anime thing again. And it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of really cool uh, stuff to really expand some of the stuff you already know. Mm hmm. So, uh, Hero, who is your number two? I'm actually really curious who we got. So my number two, I have as BAM Animation. It's another animation oh, hey. group. Uh, they are an animation duo from Hollywood. They're in the industry, working in the industry. And they do a lot of this, a similar stuff to Anime Sujuku, but from an mm -hmm. American perspective, um, where they, you know, they take people's characters and correct them or change them for whatever reason. They show you uh, what the industry kind of like process is for translating these characters from sketch into, uh, into action or from concept to action. Right. Uh, they uh, do it in a variety of different styles. So it's not just one style that you're working with. They have a whole video on tips for drawing backgrounds for animation. Um, everything's kind of like animation focused, but again, this also works for illustration because in order for it to look good in motion, it has to be this to look good still, right? Otherwise, you're gonna get some wonky looking shit. Um, so uh, that's that's my second recommendation. Um, is it Brent Knoll and Maximus Pawson? Mm -hmm. You guys, they haven't uploaded in a while, uh, in about eight months which is a little unfortunate, but it looks like that happens every once in a while. I think it's just whenever they get really busy in the industry, they yeah. don't have time to work on the uh, YouTube stuff. But they do have like a Discord community, Patreon, um, and other stuff that you can uh, you can check out for additional content. But um, I, I, I like them because they cover a lot of different topics that I think are important to the varying steps of design and illustration as well as animation. Yeah, what's cool is I actually... Uh... I'm looking at their videos right now. They're good versus bad character design tips and tricks and the clean line art digital inking tips. Those are the first two videos I actually watched from them. And funny enough, those two videos are their most popular ones. So <laughs> going by statistics, uh, you might have seen these videos, too, and not known that, you know, these are the individuals that did it. So even if they only have like about uh, 18 vids, but you know, there's some pretty good stuff here. And there's a nice community as well. I think think i'm in one of their chats but i'll have to look around because i know it's always if you're looking for a good community it's always nice to uh see what's going on because when they were doing the uh insert like help fix the d design and stuff they were really really nice about it too they were saying okay this is cool let's just improve it a bit right they're right. Move, they're really pushing it they're, they're improving the spirit of what the design was supposed to be not not your uh 
your quote unquote like pulling finger design or anything. Yeah. Those art fixers on Twitter that are like, oh, here's insert thing. I quote unquote fixed it. Right. Those people. It's more because yeah. uh, they were really sweet about it, too. And it's like, oh, you know what? This is good design and so on and so forth. Let's uh, let's push it a little more. Let's change this a little bit and improve that. And then let's slightly improve the colors a bit. And there yeah, you let's go. Let's just improve what's already there. Let's yeah, not change we're not anything. we're not changing it. We're just making it slightly better with what we're with what's here. Right. Like uh, with the character design video, I actually remember it's like, oh, here's this like cute little like poodle type character that they're drawing. They still kept the original spirit of the submission. Uh, okay. So for my number two, I'm gonna throw in a bit of a curveball here now. Uh, art was my first one, so I'm going to throw in a bit of a curveball and say I'm going to recommend Brandon Sanderson Ooh. as my number two on my list. Now, <sighs> I'm going to have to tag team this with Hero because Brandon Sanderson is a writer that I discovered first via his YouTube channel. and. Right. Upon discovering his YouTube channel, I'm like, well, what did he write? I don't know. You know, like this dude, because you always see a bunch of these, you know, YouTube uh, writers going like, oh, top 10 writing things or top 10 this, top 10 that or whatever. And I'm thinking, OK, I know you have a published book, but uh, some of these advice you're not. Some of this kind of seems like regurgitated information, which I've talked right, about it before. Like in stuff the, in, you get from Google. Yeah, right. Like a lot of like a lot of uh, if I'm coming to you for writing advice, don't give me something that I can Google. Right. Or give me something that I can really use. There's a I don't want to throw her under the bus. I'm just going to say there's this one female author who, you know, another writer. But she's like, eh, there's a lot of writing tips that she gives. And I'm like, ah, I don't really agree with any of that. It feels really uh, disjointed or this advice seems like you're kind of not like you googled it before you made this video whereas right. like it's not based on experience it's just kind of like right. factoids that don't really mean anything yeah but with brandish anderson i'm like i wonder who this guy is what's uh what's he done and then i look it up and it's like oh he's supposedly really famous for being a really really good fantasy writer and i'm like i've never heard of this person before <laughs> i'm a yeah, best so... fantasy author 2022 my guy yeah i'm like uh, i'm sorry guys i'm gonna i'm recommending someone who i myself have not read any of his works but a lot of his advice in the videos i'm like this is coming from someone that clearly has experienced writing you know what i mean um i Did had recommended his recently Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was going <laughs> to lead into that. I wanted to begin my Brandon Sanderson's journey. So I picked up I finally decided to pick up Mistborn. I actually have the first book on my shelf and uh, I have it in my digits right now. Uh, so Hero had previously said because uh, uh, I liked the I, he had explained it to me and I'm thinking, you all know what? I might dig this. I'm going to I usually uh, I didn't want to jump into Mistborn 2 because that's what really got me into it. But I got to, I'll read the first trilogy, see how I like it, then, you know, go into two. But um, I actually own the Way of Kings digitally um, because of the no-no times. I was able to get it for like a dollar on Kindle. So I believe the publishing company that he works with, um, a lot of his books ended up just, you know, being given out or like uh, dropped down to like a dollar. Mm. So I have the Way of Kings and his page count is very intimidating. 
So that's oh, yeah. what kind of stopped me from really experiencing him. But a lot of his videos, uh, I started watching a lot of his, you know, advice and a lot of his stuff. And uh, one video, he did a video when I, when I was first writing, when I first properly got a chance to do NaNoWriMo year three, I was able to use one of his uh, NaNoWriMo help videos where he was talking like there was a bunch that he actually has on his channel. And that's how I was able to find them. So uh, right now, a lot of it is his uh, his podcast and some other like weekly vlog vids. But if you scroll down and really check out his older stuff, you can really see that this dude is speaking from experience. Like, oh, uh, here's some advice that I wish I knew when I was writing uh, when I first started writing out. And now this man is, you know, you know, New York Times bestselling author. This dude is um, he's been like, I believe they've given him like the uh, equivalent of he's the J.R.R. Tolkien of our time for fantasy, mm. or, uh, which is funny, too, because the dude that was the Tolkien for his era, like the 80s and 90s, was um, the creator uh, or the original writer of The Wheel of Time. You're right. Now, I don't really. Uh, that's which another finished, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you know, the. Uh, I believe it was uh, Robert Jordan had done The Wheel of Time, which is another series that I'm like, oh, hey, here's a uh, Herculean task of reading a 14-book series with, uh, you know, at least 1K pages each, you know, and there's someone saying like, oh, there's, you know, like 2K plus characters in this series. I'm like, that's not a plus, dude. That's making me not want to read. And... Robert Jordan is his, you know, most inf- he's the uh, Tolkien of his time. Mr. Sanderson helped finish this series. Uh, the last three books, because unfortunately Robert Jordan had passed. So not only did Mr. Sanderson happen to have a hand in the most influential fantasy series of that time period, he's now a influential fantasy writer of this time. So it's really interesting to see him be that influential in two different time periods. Mm. Uh, so I'm excited to start the Mistborn uh, trilogy. Uh, a lot of the advice that I've been getting, like um, er- earlier in one of the podcast episodes, to bring it all right back, he uh, there was uh, the video that I watched, about 45 minutes, and he said uh, the pieces of advice that I really got out of it was learn how you work, right? You know, you understand how you work and do it that way. We had talked about how, like, oh, uh, uh Mr. Stephen King does six pages a day for two months, and then, boom, he gets a manuscript done. If you can do it that way, boom. If you write X amount of words a day, boom, do it that way. Or if it's I do all my writing on one day, boom. Understand how you work, boom. Now you got your stuff going. And then there's have controllable goals, right? So a lot of this stuff, it really resonated with me. Like he knows not only is his advice coming from experience, it's – broken down so that way you don't really need to have to struggle as much to get through the hardships that he did in order to discover this knowledge and i think he's also just a really chill dude i'm listening to the videos and you know what i'd like to i'd like to nice have a nice sit down talk with him about you know writing and as uh and like different inspirations because he really the vibe that he's giving off is uh, he also ha- uh, teaches writing too, and a lot of his classes are actually on his YouTube channel as well. Oh, lectures it, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like college lecture type stuff. Like his idea, like uh, his um, his philosophy on story and science fiction and fantasy and so on and so forth. So it's nice to have a 
college professor explain writing and a, you know, several times New York bestselling author as a recommendation. You know, not I wrote a book, not to lower anyone and say like, oh, just because you published a book doesn't necessarily mean your um, your advice is invalid. It's uh, I guess there's no I guess, uh, you know, for me, there's more validity to someone who's done more. They have a large body of work. When Brandon Sanderson says, I wrote 13 books before my first one was published. I think I'm going to listen to that guy. Yeah. Then oh, so I mean, you learn from experience and from failure. Yeah. There's a lot of failure and I, it's really cool to learn from that. You know, uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to, Oh boy. I'm a, it's daunting because, um, luckily I'm trying to get my schedule going so I can read more often. So that way I can finish this book in a timely manner. So that way I could potentially in a future episode, talk with hero about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be great, Hero. What's uh, what's your next one? So, um, I have. It's tough for me to choose. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Luis Escobar, um, who's a guy on YouTube. Uh, he is a storyboard artist that does a lot of like artist review and artist study content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but specifically, he's got a playlist called Inspirational Artists to Study From. Uh, or inspirational, inspiring artists worth studying, which I thought mm-hmm. was really, really interesting. He goes through a number of Western artists, a couple of Eastern artists, like Hmong artists, stuff like that. And he talks about like stylistic quirks or understandings of these people and uh, key things to kind of like look out for when examining their work. Um, it's kind of like an analytical way. And uh, I really like how he kind of like uh, he explores the... Uh, the artist that he does he's got like some stuff on let's see here uh he recently did paul bonner uh he did kohei horikoshi he did yukido koshiro he did oh wow freaking bruce tim jimster jack kirby art adam holy wow yeah there's i'm checking out this list right now there's a good these are some really cool artists. Oh, shit. He's got Yoshikazu on here. All right. Yoshikazu Yakuhiko. Okay. Different Yoshikazu. But still. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I was like, damn. This dude's, yeah, he's going over this dude's YouTube channel. Super yeah. Momo all the way. But no, this one is like for uh, Gundam. Some Gundam right. stuff, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really, really interesting. So, yeah, it's like... Uh, it's just really interesting stuff that he's like examining in these people. And you get a, you get to discover some really unique artists and unique things about those artists um, that I thought was really, really cool. So he's got that series. And then every other video on his channel um, looks like he has 433 videos. He posted a day ago, uh, photo bashed a fantasy painting from AI generated images from my phone. I, mm-hmm don't know <laughs> that one i think the idea here is that he's like creating a concept image using photo bash technology and ai technology right. or whatever that he'll eventually turn into real art but um that that would be an example of like ethical ai usage right is you're using it as some sort of like conceptualization um thing but um yeah he's got he's got some cool stuff cool stuff so Luis escobar um you know, get him, get him some more subs. He's only got like six K subs. So 
Um, no, and then the other one that I was fighting on was uh, Boichi B. Toon. That's from the artist of Dr. Stone, Boichi, mm-hmm. very famous. Um, he recently revitalized his YouTube channel to be more art educational focused. Um, and he's been releasing some interesting stuff, uh, some old like time lapses and stuff of him drawing pages and panels mm-hmm. from Dr. Stone, which I think he's OK with now because Dr. Stone is over. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got like some he's got, like think, three videos on eyes or no, he's got two videos on eyes and then one video where he like brings it up. Um, wait, hold on a second. Never mind. He's got three videos on eyes and right. an extra <laughs> fourth video where he talks about it just kind of haphazardly, essentially. But um, one of them is like drawing non-realistic eyes or manga style eyes. One of them is drawing like dot eyes and how expression works in uh, like a comic format in mm-hmm. artwork in general. Um, it is manga focused because that's kind of like what his his trade is. But he right. tries to talk about it more generally. Um, than just specifically in the context of manga. So he's got like a drawing realistic eyes um, video and he talks about like the construction and stuff like that. So he's got four videos just specifically talking about eyes. Um, And I imagine it's going to be similarly detailed for a lot of the forward content that comes out um, Mm -hmm. as he continues to post videos. It looks like he posts a video every give or take seven days. Right. So Uh, uh, now a question, are these subtitled or... Yes, they no. are subtitled because uh, okay. he speaks three languages, Boichi does. Oh, he speaks wow. English, Korean, and Japanese. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. he, he started out as a Korean comic artist mm-hmm. doing sunken rock. Um, and then uh, broke into the uh, the manga uh, industry uh, afterwards as an artist, so... Right. That's what I think Dr. Stone is like his first thing. So and a lot of it's like really interesting because I thought his method of uh, his focus in the educational market is very unique because a lot of people who do like manga related style content focus mm-hmm. on like how to achieve the style. But he is more so focused on the mindset and the dedication required to stay a mangaka you know like becoming a mangaka is very different than staying a mangaka right and that's kind of like his mindset for is like how do you make a career out of this how do you maintain interest and be successful and grow as an artist and do all of these things while trying to survive right right as opposed to how do you just make one manga and then call it a day in your afternoon right Right. like Like so many videos on youtube are like oh my goodness you got so many people on youtube still arguing what manga is right and needing to constantly need uh, justification like they 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 need uh I'm trying to remember what the word is they need to be not justified uh validated they yeah they need to be you have so many of these people on YouTube that need to be validated and be like yeah no my comic no, no, the thing I'm drawing is a manga you know I I draw manga mm. you know I like see these guys accept me as manga these guys accept me as manga and so on and so forth when it's like well why don't you talk more about drawing it though talking about the process talking about this instead of wasting your time 
trying to convince people of what you're back to an earlier episode where i'm like guys it doesn't matter what the fuck you call it the important thing is you get it out mm. you know what i mean you could put out however many videos talking about oh this is how you draw manga hands but you know the theory is the same you know you draw a hand you know I i'm looking at what uh, he's doing right now in these youtube videos and i actually appreciate the theory that he's going under more now especially because he's like oh a lot of this is speed paints a lot of this is like more theory stuff than just oh this is how you draw an eye but he's explaining to you the theory behind it so it's not just yeah the anatomy why choices yeah. are made specifically that kind of thing um it's a it's a whole thing that's why he spends four videos dedicated specifically to the eye so it's still a young channel or you know kind of give or take it's only uh, a couple months old. So the content, he only has like 15 videos, but it's still really good it's content. He deleted like the hundred other yeah, videos. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, it sucks. Oh, uh, man. A lot of, um, uh, yeah, I, I like, I'm, I'm listening to part of his video right now. And I was like, yeah, no, this is more on theory instead of here's an anatomy lesson. You know, so many people, like here's regurgitated information. He's giving you the theory behind it. You know, making it appealing. I, I'm subbing to him right now, too, because I'm using this episode as also a, uh, a personal uh, recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Personal recommendations that way. I'm like, oh, hey, here's some uh, here's some other YouTube channels I didn't know about. So I'm going <laughs> to give a click that nice little bell, too. Uh, I, I personally didn't uh, like Dr. Stone as much, but I, I, I really dig the artwork. Really respect uh, Boyce as an artist. So it, it's nice to see where he goes afterwards. And I'm definitely going to give this guy more of a watch. Oh, man. Now, I'm going to kind of cheat again. So for me, I'll be recommending for my final, like, top three, right? My number three is going to be also no in, in no particular order, right? All of these guys are just in whatever order we thought would be, you know, conversation relevant at the time. So for me, my final recommendation on the main list goes to a man named Chuck Dixon. He's a he's primarily a comic book writer, but he has done some Hollywood work before. Uh, he helped uh, write. Uh, he helped write this help. Uh, he did one of the revisions for Expendables 2. I don't Ooh. believe they ended up going with his script, but they he did work on that script. Primarily now he's back doing uh, more independent comics. But back in the day, you know, this dude had written for Marvel, written for DC, written for a couple of other different companies. Uh, mainly, he's known for creating Bane and his run on uh, Detective Comics going into Batman proper itself. There's this uh, era in the 80s and 90s where you have all the Batman books really going through different arcs. So basically, everything's super tied together and stuff's going on the bat in the Batman train. So uh, one storyline that leads into another is uh, you have Contagion leading into Legacy, leading into No Man's Land, leading into New Gotham. Like all these new status quo changing things for the Bat books. He was a part of that. He was part of that team. So when I learned that Chuck Dixon has a YouTube channel and he basically has this really cool idea where it's like ask chuck dixon it's nice to be able to really pick apart this man's brain and go beyond and think okay so let me get you know what does they think on this what does they think on that 
and it's really cool to un- get an understanding of someone's because uh, th- this we're in twenty twenty three folks peeps and everyone in between. He has thirty plus years in the comic book industry. There, that that's a huge resource that you're not checking out, mm. which you should now. Whether you want to do uh, to pass, whether you want to do manhwa or bon dessiné or manga or comics, well, you have this man's a like great that. writer. Fucking huh? <laughs> like manga. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, damn, this so, insulting. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's just I'm in so many of these freaking art communities and stuff, and they're really, really pushy. Uh, I was like, no, dude, I'm not making a comic. I'm making a manga. I, uh, like, I get right. it, right? Because the, well, uh, this happens in the anime community as well. It's like, no, it's not a cartoon. Right. It's an anime. And the idea right. is that like the American adaptation of these specific Japanese words uh, means something different than the initial origin, right? So when you say manga right. to a Japanese person, they just think comic in general. Anime, same yeah. thing. SpongeBob is an anime. Right, um, yeah. But uh, to the Americans, it, it, it specifies a specific subgenre of that greater whole, right? So, like, manga is a comic, but not all comics are manga, right? So to right. speak, it's an aesthetic, and there is some story. Uh, there are some story differences between Eastern and Western writing, which I believe you're also doing a video on. If I'm not I mistaken. am doing a video on. I need to finish shooting it and edit it together. I don't have a lot to finish, but it's just, I, you know, my entire summer has been taken up by these yeah. jobs that I have now. So, which, which so it's like, you yeah. know, my <laughs> priorities have kind of changed. I would I still want to do it. And I have like a bunch of videos planned. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I don't know, man, making YouTube videos is hard. It is. It is. So I don't fault any. I, I don't fault you, man. But once I get that video out, we'll make sure we'll link it. But uh, back on to Chuck Dixon, he uh, most of it is really picking apart his brain most of his youtube channel currently is ask chuck dixon so it's about uh you know his thoughts on the industry now stuff that he's done in the past different uh a bunch of different uh titles he's been on so it's really interesting to see and pick apart his brain so if uh what he's well known currently right now on the youtube sphere for his most popular video which is ask chuck dixon number 65 in which you have this, uh, mind you, again, this is 30 plus years in the comic book industry, the, the Western market. And episode 65 is him talking about manga now. So uh, it, ep- I, for my recommendation specifically, check out episode, num- Ask Chuck Dixon, number 65. Uh, uh, all of these YouTube channels and stuff will be linked in the show notes. Check out that episode. If you like what you hear, or not necessarily like it, if you enjoy what he's saying and getting the input from a man who has a lot of experience check out the rest of his content because it is a lot like that you have a a lot of it because he's currently at uh let's see his latest episode of ash chuck dixon was 146 so there's a lot to pick apart and to think Mm -hmm. oh uh if you need something to listen to in the background, hey, you want to know what? Some wisdom from a man that has 30 years of experience writing. Hey, uh, I couldn't think of anything better to check out. I mean, you can also listen to us, but, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes I even get tired of my own voice. So check out uh, check out Chuck Dixon. Yeah, man, subscribe to all these beautiful people. Yeah, um, great. 
who else who else have we we recommended just kind of you know yeah we're gonna go into off. the honorable yeah honorable mentions type deal because these are the, th the uh are the top three for both of us are the lists that i think we could really point to and say check out these guys first and yeah. uh see how you vibe with them uh one uh i guess an honorable mention that i can kind of go to uh come on I, I i personally i think we should recommend this guy because who hasn't heard of this dude i want to recommend urasawa channel as an honorable mention yes because urasawa. not just that yeah. but monben as well yeah monben oh man i'm i need to check out mom i need to check out more of monben again dude because there's some episodes i believe there's a lot of episodes that are just freely available sub All too of them are. yeah yeah naokiurasawa.com it's a great series uh, it's not only just him and his process of drawing manga stuff, but also several other mangaka. He does have and an episode dedicated to himself, which I thought was really cool. Cause like you get pieces of it, like from the first episode onward, cause it's like him and this other person. And then you kind of like right. see the differences between them. But then he has like an entire episode dedicated to himself, um, which he really just goes into his exact process and thinking style and stuff like that when it comes to drawing a specific page. I think he draws the same page like three times before he settles on it. Right. So uh, his his personal YouTube channel has kind of like egg back and forth. Like he, same thing, you know, the man's busy. So same as BAM animation. Sometimes there'll be some points where you only kind of get one video a month. But luckily he uh, his latest video just came out. So you still got some nice content from him. And if you like what you're seeing on his own personal YouTube channel, check out Monben. Like if you really, if you're one of those people that want to really hyper-focus on what you call your comic and stuff, learn a lot from the mangaka because there are techniques that you can learn on both sides of the sea that can really help you improve your artwork. You know, just because I recommend a comic book artist doesn't necessarily mean you can't take what you learned from him and do a manhwa or do right. a manga. An art There's technique that makes your life easier. Work. Yeah. An art technique that makes your life easier is an art technique that makes your life easier. Just because you learned it from an Eastern or Western guy doesn't change how useful the skill is. In fact, it may make it even more unique. Like, that's something that I have uh, kind of the advantage in in writing my own manga, uh, mm -hmm. Unhallowed, is yeah. that I take a lot of the tropes and stuff like that uh, that are present in Eastern settings and package it in an Eastern way so that people expect that. But then it's like a nice breath of fresh air when I implement Western ideas about these mm -hmm. Eastern things, right? This is like uh, one of the things that... Uh, I got complimented on a lot is when one of the characters uh, is confronted by this Grim Reaper character um, or whatever after dark. And then instead of going home, they go to their friend's house and climb in through the window. And they're like, dude, like as soon as that happened, it flashed me back to the times that I did that as a kid. And then I knew <laughs> like, this dude is this dude's best friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they go to school together the next day. It's like, yeah, that's what they did. You know, that's that's right. what kids do in, in America. So it's like uh, those right. kinds of ideas make it a little more relatable to the audience that I'm presenting it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got another honorable mention? Uh, yeah, let me take a look here. Um, I think I'm going to recommend um, all of the mangaka channels that I have here. I have three mangaka uh -huh. channels. I'll just do three okay. in one because they're all the same brand. 
Right. So Sumito Odo was the author of a famed mangaka by the name of Keep Your Hands Off My Eizoken. It's got a pretty good anime by Masaki Yuasa, um, who is currently working on the Scott Pilgrim anime, but uh, previously famous for like uh, Devilman Crybaby, Ping Pong, and um, Lou Over the Wall. Um, mm-hmm. So Sumito Odo is the original mangaka for that property. It's really interesting if you want to learn things about manga and anime because the manga is about making anime, like a bunch of girls who go through the entire process of making anime um, from concept to, you know, publication and showing even sales. Mm-hmm. Like there's a big emphasis on like the producer part of anime, like all the stuff that happens after the anime is made and all the decisions that go into how you make the anime because of that. So it's really, really interesting, really, really educational. And watching his YouTube channel is just like live streams of him kind of uh just making the manga you know watching him mm-hmm. make pages and stuff like that um he's pretty slow as an artist but that lets you really pick apart kind of what he's working on it was pretty interesting um another honorable mention would be yoshikazu hamada uh who makes the famed mangaka uh tsugumomo which is essentially uh, a leader but with household objects uh man i love tsugumomo dude it's so good um but it is hard to recommend to people because it's very etchy yeah, <laughs> very, very edgy. <laughs> dude, dude, remember, dude's mission statement is to uh, yeah, undress to every single, every single female female character. character. Oh my god, I love that that he's just super honest about that too. Oh, I appreciate man. it. In fact, he's so honest. That's what he told the publication. Like he used to be a porn author, um, yeah. and then he got hired as a mangaka for this concept that he had pitched to a magazine, and then they were like. Uh, or then he told them, it's like, hey, so you do realize like what I draw, right? And they're like, yeah, we're fine with that. It's like, whatever. Um, and so he's like, okay. And then, so that's kind of like what went into the manga. But the manga's pretty good. Um, it it's the got a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Yeah, the artwork is definitely the highlight of the story, I think. Um, though I do get annoyed every once in a while when there's like an obvious like reuse of a panel. Right. Or something like that. It was like, I oh, mean, you're you an artist. You're going to cut some corners because if you don't, then I mean, you're not drawing right. Yeah, but like for me, it's like it doesn't matter as much because the idea is there, right? It's like, yeah. oh, this guy got hit and then he got hit again. It's just it's unfortunate that it looks exactly the same both times, but whatever. It's copy and pasting. So his uh, YouTube channel, same deal with Sumito Odo, uh, is just him working on the pages. Um, and then he's got a he's got an FC2 account as well if you want the spicy content. But I'll let you look mm-hmm. that, look that up on your own. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> I don't think we can, I don't, his streams can kind of his streams can kind of get a little mm, sometimes too. So I kinda, oh, yeah. gotta try and keep it as safe for work as possible. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting to watch him kind of like he even draws the genitals and like naughty bits on the FC2. But then because it's Japan, he's got to censor yeah. them after. So what he does is he'll draw them and then he'll leave them up for ten minutes and then he'll come back and then erase. Them. Like I was like, oh okay. Yeah, he draws um, it anyway, but then he erases it. And I'm like, dude, I appreciate you so much. Imagine if we get an uncensored version of Sugumomo. That'd be uh. We have oh, one. Boy. Fans, fans have taken those screenshots and then re-edited the, re-edited them onto the pages. So we have oh, wow. an uncensored version of Sugumomo. Oh man, I. That oh. are, there's a lot of there's a lot of good arcs and a lot of cool characters. Ah oh, man. 
Oh yeah, but anyway, so a good good artist, good manga, lots of really cool, interesting techniques. I learned how to use Clip Studio as well as I did, mainly from watching his YouTube videos. Um, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't speak English or anything like that, if you just analyze the footage, you're like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize you could do that, or you know, or something right. like that. Um, and then Shikishi drawings are really good too. I've seen a lot of his oh, yeah. YouTube videos where he's just going ham on Shikishi's, and it's like, dude, you cannot mess up on those. You get one shot at it. Oh yeah. Because rice paper is like super, super delicate. So if you try and erase, you'll tear the whole freaking thing up. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't erase. If you watch the whole thing, he basically never erases. Yeah, it's oh cool. It's so good. It is. But uh, anyway, and then the third final person. Oh, I guess there's a fourth one as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Third final person, Inio Asano. Um, he is the famed author of Goodnight Poon Poon. Um, currently working on Dead Dead Demons to Destruction. Um, he has all he. It's interesting because he like he streams with an assistant of his. So he's got like four assistants and one of them is like the main person who runs his YouTube channel. Um, wait a second. I'm looking at his YouTube channel now and a lot of his older videos are gone for some reason. And he's just got Portal 2 gameplay on here. That's unfortunate. Rip. Wait. Yeah, I'm uh, checking no, out. Never mind. Never mind. They moved into the live tab. I forgot that YouTube. <laughs> There's a new live tab. So like all the oh, videos right. and stuff he's uploaded, and then live is a live stream recording. So they've separated. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's played Elden Ring before. Like I, I remember watching yeah, yeah, him play yeah. Elden Ring. A lot of them are on here. I like his Minecraft stuff. His Minecraft stuff is pretty fun because he plays with his assistant. They have like a shared right. server. Uh, it's very cute. Uh, they play some horror games and stuff together um very cute i i like it and then i like watching him work on his uh his content he's also got a mon ben episode where he's working on dead dead demons to destruction um or so i found out about him working on that i was like oh hey but uh new series yeah so i was like oh let That's me check great. this out and i read yeah. it and i got eventually i got to the page it took me a while it took me like half a year to get to the page that was like on the mon ben episode but i was uh-huh. like oh Oh. <laughs> that's pretty deep into the series <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was like yeah that's well in there and usually the episodes come out like a month after they record them or something like that so a month or okay. two oh, so it's, it's usually a while because um, they want the the page that they're working on to be published before you know they release the episode right so like a whole deal but uh i think they record all of them like 10 months before and then they do all the editing down and then they wait till everybody's like publication or the pages or whatever are like ready mm-hmm. to go. And then and then they release the episode like the season um, or something like that. It's delicate. It's a very delicate process. Um, right. Looks like he's got a Poon Poon recording from some time ago. Um, lots of Dead Dead Demon stuff, other stuff. So it, it, I don't know. It's a lot of really cool stuff. He does a lot of like mix of gaming and manga content. And all of it's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, his Mon Ben episode was pretty interesting. I, so something. So the page that he's working on in Dead Dead Demons is really interesting because there is a panel in there in which he uses the digital audio recording equipment from the documentary crew as mm-hmm. the the um, props in the manga. So like in the page is like people's like hands and recording equipment and stuff like that that were just like present the day just they just happened to be there recording a documentary of him like but he's mm-hmm. like hey i need this of like space kind of equipment or whatever 
um, and I need to I need something like that. And your your stuff here that you have laid out looks really cool and kind of like space equipment. They're like, none of this looks like space equipment. He's like, well, it does to me. And that's all that matters. And they're like, OK. So he takes a photo of it and then he throws it into Photoshop and drops that bitch onto the page. And then you're like reading the manga and eventually you get to that page where the fucking equipment is on. And you're like, I know this is audio equipment <laughs> from right. the day that they were recording. <laughs> so it's like really weird. It's like this kind of like connection you have like this moment this layered moment like oh you can see so where one cam you, you can see where one camera turned off and then they started recording for the next thing they just kept continuing <laughs> they turned on another camera and it's like hey they just turned that one off right exactly so i'm like there's this like, weird connection that you have where you're like it, it feels like a, a little secret because like normal people who just read the thing wouldn't know unless they had watched the documentary episode so it's like oh. right it's it's very cute. Um, and then the last one, uh, last YouTube channel is called Cape Baldy. Um, and it's just old recordings of Yusuke Murata working on One Punch Man from the days he used to stream on, um, what was that website called? It was some streaming website. I can't remember. I can't Nico remember. Nico? I subbed to him. No, it wasn't Nico Nico. It was a Western one. Um, Picardo? Hmm? Did it, was it Picardo? It wasn't Picardo. Um, it was kind of like a Twitch alternative. It was similar uh, okay. to like, you remember Justin TV? Oh uh, boy, yep. Pre-Twitch, yeah, it was similar yeah. to that. Mm. All right. Um, um, I don't remember what it was called, but I used to be subscribed to him on there and he would, uh, he used to stream a lot more towards the beginning, early days of One Punch Man. Mm -hmm. And then periodically over time and then less and less as the days went on, eventually he just kind of like outright stopped. But uh, somebody archived all of the um, recordings onto this Kate Baldy YouTube channel. So if you're interested in anything Yusuke Murata or One Punch Man, uh, this is a great kind of uh, great YouTube channel for you. For example, he's got like, you know, the the um, panels with um, what's his name? Metal Knight. And he's like mm -hmm. all like shiny and it's like watercolor and stuff like that. And he's got streams right. of him working on that. That's really cool, man. Uh, for me, I'm going to kind of shotgun some uh, fun for my honorable mentions, just in case. So we have uh, one that's kind of a nice mix of Sanderson and Proko uh, is uh, Trent Kuniga, I believe his name is. Mm -hmm. Uh is a former uh i believe he was an art director so he was a, a video game uh, he was a uh did game design game development did some art and some writing uh really really chill dude really cool uh same deal as proko you know he has a bunch of topics and stuff he is pri primarily game artwork and stuff but he has done some comics so he's really cool to check out i'll include it in the show uh in the show notes as well. Uh, there's also uh, Thomas Roman. Uh, if you've oh, ever... Thomas Romain. Yeah. Oh, Th Thomas Romain. Excuse me. Uh, he's a uh, French animator. Uh, he actually invented the concept to Code Lyoko. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That's a, that's one of the that's one of the childrenhood. Uh, that's one of my childrenhood shows. Oh yeah, like, your childhood. Yeah. yeah, childhood. <laughs> yeah, he uh, came up with the original concept and pitched it, and then I left. I think he left the project during development for I don't know some reason. Um, I think the project maybe wasn't going in the direction he necessarily wanted, or something like that. I, I know it's very anime inspired. They make no qualms about that. Yeah, uh, but ultimately, uh, 
I don't think it ended up the way he wanted it to, but he did pitch the original concept. So that's I do cool. It's really cool. Um, he's uh, right now on YouTube. He's mostly known as a uh, son drawing versus dad illustration. Like uh, his kid uh, does like a kind of, you know, you know, a child drawing. And then he does his own take on it, which is really cool to see. I, I uh, it's yeah, like what really if your cool. childhood drawings had a professional touch to them? Yeah, 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 it's ideal. Uh, that's another guy I like. They're both both really chill dudes. I've listened to both of them for a bit. I've listened to more Trent than I have uh, <clears throat> Mr. Thomas, but they're both really cool, very chill. Uh, for a more information and more theory and analytical side on things, I recommend Cartoonist Kayfabe. These guys are uh, very much... Uh, they also have some... They're, they're more indie stuff. The, uh, the most recent book that I can point to saying that they've done was uh x-men grand design which is effectively here's the x-men timeline and they've kind of truncated it down or excuse me here's the x-men timeline and they've really you know compressed it down and got the like the most important bits to really go from here's this era of the x-men here's that era of the x-men and here's this era of the x-men mm. uh they've done interviews with different artists and writers and they've examined uh creators such as will eisner Cartoonist Kayfabe is definitely more a of a analytical and theoretical side to things, which they're really cool to check out to see like, oh, uh, two people picking apart, you know, Will Eisner and his ideas behind, you know, sequential comic art. Because back in the day, you know, you didn't have panels flowing naturally going from one panel to the next. Sometimes you'd have, you know, a shot that is kind of drawing to see. And Will Eisner started... Uh, drawing his comics so that way they float a little better so that way the reader can have an easier time to understand what he's trying to tell so uh will eisner is mostly known for uh his uh creation the spirit mm. which is a really it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun read uh it's interesting to check out part of comic book history to be nominated for an eisner is something that was named in his honor just because of how influential his uh uh, this individual was so i recommend uh, another shotgun cartoonist kayfabe i want to throw out there kuzumari as well he's a uh creator that i discovered uh, you know that i uh also discovered when i was first learning how to draw is really interesting he hasn't uploaded a video in a long time but his backlog is still impressive you know you can get something there that's worth checking out mm. uh i think my last uh and for more artsy stuff again, I'll throw in modern day James as well, just to uh, get back, just to really like bring in home. Here's more uh, theory and help you understand concepts of drawing than just here's how to draw. Here's, uh, you know, those how to draw manga books or how to draw X books where it's here's how you draw an eye. And they don't really explain, you know, whatever they hear is like, here, get a ruler, measure this, measure that. And here's how you draw this thing looking that way. If they if these books teach you how to draw Mickey Mouse this way, you only know how to draw Mickey Mouse that way. You don't know how to turn him around. You don't know how to make him look up. You don't know how yeah, to make no, him all this other stuff. The structure of the drawing, essentially. Right. So, uh, you know, modern day James and some of the other stuff that I've recommended are very beginner friendly and more helping you understand what you're doing instead of some of these other art channels that kind of just teach you, this is how you do this thing that way. And don't really 
help you understand the theory behind it. And with that, I think that th that's a pretty chunky list of uh, nice stuff that I'll definitely have to put in the show notes and everything else. Yeah, for later. I think we collected a list ahead of something. Yeah, right? Like, Jesus. It's like, oh, man, this list is already huge as it is. Oh, man. And to uh, recommend uh, all the stuff that's on here. Oh, boy, that, that is going to be the, the show notes is going to be freaking full. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you got any closing statements here for the lovely people that are listening uh no like comment and subscribe oh my god don't you start with that <laughs> oh god that is so fucking crazy oh find god. us on all platforms listen to oh, us on god. spotify uh we're still working on getting google podcasts that one's weird for some reason i don't know what it the is deal so is, weird but... i don't understand what's going on but i'm pretty sure by the time this goes live it's been fixed i already got that going okay. um oh you know what I'll, I'll cheat Seps, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit again uh, Seps, uh, uh Hero threw in some animation stuff I'll put in um, If you guys are interested in Kind of uh, hearing about Some animation stuff in the industry uh, In Japan as a whole I want you to check out There's this uh, YouTube channel Called Anime Dormitory Channel It's more of a documentary type thing to check out, like, uh, how, you know, quote-unquote, someone's life as an animator in Japan. You know, a little bit of a tease besides, the, a little bit more of a, here's another viewpoint on stuff. Because personally, I love hearing Hero's stories in some of the animation stuff he's doing. So if you want more of that and can't wait for these episodes or for me to kind of pull that out of Hero or for him to, like, talk about it, I, I give that give Anime Dormitory Channel a, a shot. There's some... They kind of have it like as a obviously there's someone that's obviously writing the scripts and stuff as someone's experiencing this. So they kind of have like a fictionalized version of it, but it's still someone's experience driving that character's fictionalized version of it. Like there's like a, I think her name's Mako yeah. that they have as like a, as like the fictional character that they got that's going through like their day in life as an animator. So uh, check it out. It, uh, I'll definitely put that in the show notes as well before I forget. All right. And with that, guys, y'all have a good one. You're doing the singing thing again. I, I know I keep doing the singing thing. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It's great. Oh, my God. Oh.
Mary? Mary! Hey, Mary. I made it. Oh, Jeff. You came. Oh, of course I came. I just had to see you off. Oh, Jeff. I mean it, Mary. And I'll write you every day so that you'll never forget me, too. I promise. But you don't have my address. Well, then, what is it? <laughs> you can send your letter to uncoveredcanvaspodcast at gmail.com. Uncoveredcanvaspodcast at gmail.com? That's right. Uncoveredcanvaspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, Mary, that sounds wonderful. And I can ask you about anything, any time that I want? That's right. And I'll do my best to respond to every letter. All right, then. What's the catch? Uh, that's the best part, Jeff. It's always free. Always free? You don't say. It's time for me to go. Goodbye, Jeff. And goodbye, Mary. And I'll write you soon with all my questions for you to discuss on your podcast. <laughs>